Welcome to the third episode of the Art of Nonviolent Communication podcast. So, today we're going to talk about the first two steps of nonviolent communication. So, the first step is really to just um, be self-aware, or the preliminary step, you know, is to be self-aware and, and realize that there's a feeling inside yourself other than joy. Because it's my belief that joy is our natural state. You know, if you're not doing anything to feel bad or nothing is happening to, you know, harm you in your life, then you're just going to be feeling joyful. So you don't really, really have to do anything to feel joyful. But when other things are happening um, that are, you know, perceived negatively by you, then you might start feeling something other than joy, one of the many variations. So the preliminary step is to be in touch with yourself enough to realize, okay, I'm feeling something, I'm annoyed, I'm angry, I'm fearful, and, you know, it's okay. However you feel is how you feel in that moment. It's a fact. So judging yourself or beating yourself up for how you feel is not necessary. I know that I used to feel guilty if I ever felt angry or irritated. You know, I felt like uh, I judged myself as that's not spiritual or correct, but if it's happening in your body, then by that time, it's just a fact. So it's how you feel, and that's okay. That's valid. It's a signal to you that there's a need that you have or a desire that you have that's not being met. Okay? So when you realize, oh, I'm feeling something other than joy, the that's when that's when it's a good time to start thinking and, and using nonviolent communication. So the first step would be to point out, you know, bring up the stimulus for your feeling. And obviously, that could be anything. So it's hard to, you know, come up with rules that cover every angle. But the idea is you want to bring up whatever has occurred that that is, um, you know, the catalyst for your pain in the least confrontational way, but also in a completely authentic way. You want to you want to you want to bring it up without implying that someone else is bad or wrong for this, that someone else is responsible for your pain, um, and, and you want to like you know or, and bring it up in a way that that's that's not condemning it or judging it or criticizing it. You just want to bring it up as a fact and an observable fact, a fact that anyone can see if possible. So, for example, if you're feeling upset because you really like having a clean kitchen and there's a bunch of dirty dishes in the kitchen and you didn't make them. Um, if you you want to point that out as a fact, which is there's dirty dishes in the kitchen sink right now. But if you say, um, if you use an evaluation, and, it, and an evaluation is basically just, you know, a nice way to say a judgment. But if you, if you evaluate the situation, you might say that the kitchen is messy or the kitchen is a disaster area. And those are judgments, those are evaluations, those are implying wrongness, bad doing. Those are that statement's likely to trigger whoever you're telling this to because it implies that they're a bad person for doing this and they're wrong and you're a victim. Like all this stuff is implied when you bring up things with judgments attached to them. Therefore, you just want to bring it up just the facts, just the observable facts. You just want to describe what has happened without adding anything to it, like a reporter is supposed to do, with no bias. So 
Say your child's room is messy. Same thing. Instead of saying your room is a mess, which implies they're bad and wrong and responsible for your irritation, you just say your bed is unmade, trash is overflowing, there's dirty clothes all over the floor. Right? That's that's you're bringing it up. You're pointing things out that are not implying any wrongdoing. You're just pointing out observable facts. Um, another example is, say, if you're driving with somebody and they're driving um, in a way that you don't like, you know, they're... So another example is, say, you're driving with somebody or riding with somebody and they're driving um, what many people would call recklessly. If you say, hey, you're driving really recklessly, that's in actuality a judgment. That's not a fact. That's an opinion, an evaluation, likely to trigger, likely to annoy, likely to make them defensive, and it's not helpful to actually getting your needs met, which would be for them to start driving in a safer manner. So you want to point out the observable facts, like you're driving 15 miles over the speed limit, you ran a stop sign, you swerved out of the lane, you know, things like that, things that are just observable. Now, I'm not saying that people are going to want to hear this stuff. This is, this is like, they're not, they're not going to want to hear it. But it's much easier to hear an observable fact than it is um, something that is implying that they're bad or wrong. Nobody ever wants to be told that they're bad or wrong. The usual reaction is defensiveness and, and then an, an accusation bounced right back at you with the same judgmental, you know, tone. So another example is say you have an employee who shows up late often. And if you say, you know, an evaluation could be sound something like, um, I don't think you really appreciate this job enough because you're always showing up late. You know, that's just likely to trigger them and annoy them because it's implying they're wrong and bad. So the facts are three times this week you've showed up over 10 minutes late. Right? You're not really implying that they're wrong or bad. You're just pointing out what has happened. That's, this is the core, the essence of the first step. It's very simple, but it's very simple to get wrong, especially in the heat of the moment. So you want to just, I know I'm repeating myself in these, if you listen to all these episodes, but it's because repetition helps. And you don't want to have to be thinking, you want this to be like unconscious awareness when you're in the heat of the moment. You don't have to think about this. So you're just going to have to, you know, it takes a little practice. We're not taught to speak like this. And when we're triggered, we, we really don't want to speak like this. We just want to like, show how right we are and how wrong they are, but that doesn't help. So another um, instance is maybe someone keeps interrupting you and you're finding it very aggravating. So if you say something along the lines of, you're being very rude, that's an evaluation, that's a judgment, implies they're wrong and bad, likely to trigger. So you want to say, the last three times I've tried to speak, you've interrupted me before I finished my thought. So, you know, like I said, they're not, it's not, they probably don't want to hear that, but it's much easier to hear that than you're being rude, you know, and you can continue on with the attempt to get your needs met without them getting very triggered and attacking you and then your argument and, or we're just getting annoyed. Another thing that people do is we just get annoyed and we don't say anything because we don't know how to bring it up and we know there's going to be a fight, but that's not the healthiest way either. Because the feeling of resentment or pain, it doesn't go away, and it builds. 
And if that same thing happens again, it's going to build and build and build until one day you explode because someone interrupted you once. And everybody's like, whoa, dude, why are you overreacting so much? It's because it's been building, you know? So another instance is um, say you're with somebody and they are, are negative a lot and they complain about a lot of things. So if you say, hey, you're being negative, that's not really a fact. That's, that's more of a judgment. Um, so in this case, when it's, when it's something that someone said, I find it's usually helpful to just repeat what they said. Hey, so when you said that your, your job sucks, um, you know, that like when, when they just repeat what statement they said, that's the fact. The fact is they said a certain sentence. So if they said something that is bothering you, you just repeat what they said. Say, Hey, when a moment ago, when you said blah, 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 that's the fact. Not when they were being negative, when they were being careless, when they were being rude. All those are judgments, and they're not going to help. Um, all right, so I think that's enough examples. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to go over this again and again and again because it's tricky. It's simple, but it's still tricky. It really is. But it's powerful. It really does work. So just to cap, the first step is just to point out, describe what has happened in the, in the least... Um, judgmental way that you can you don't want to imply that they're bad or wrong in any way you just want to point out what happened as if you're a reporter just the facts now the next thing is to tell them how you feel now this is a very powerful step and when you authentically express how you are feeling in the moment it instantly builds connection because we're kind of intuitive people you know we kind of can tell how someone is feeling and so if you say if you're if you're feeling furious, right? If you're feeling really angry and you say, I'm feeling very angry right now, it's gonna build trust and connection. However, if you ever, however, if you say, I'm feeling a little annoyed right now, and you but you actually feel furious, it's still gonna build some trust and connection, but it's really not you being 100 percent authentic. I prefer to be 100 percent authentic, but you cannot blame the other person for how you feel. And this is how we have been taught. We've been taught to say, I'm feeling angry because of what you just did. And if you say something like that, that means you're implying that they're bad and wrong and they are responsible for creating this anger in you. You're a victim to them and they're a bad person for doing what they did. And that's just likely to trigger them. And it's not true. We're all actually responsible for how we feel because how you feel, it never is actually because of what has happened. It's because of how you think about what's happened. So for instance, say someone actually likes living in a messy house. They're, they're, they've grown up like that. It's comfortable to them. They're used to it. So when they have a new roommate and the roommate leaves a bunch of dirty dishes in the sink and they come home, they're not actually going to be irritated. They're not going to be mad. It's fine. However, if they really valued a clean kitchen... If the, if the clean kitchen was very important to them, when they come home and see dirty dishes, they're going to be annoyed. So the only thing that's changed in that is their value system. And it's always like that. It's always going to be how you're thinking. doesn't matter. Say someone stands you up on a date and you're angry and you're hurt and you're sad. But what if you didn't actually want to go on that date? You were dreading it and they stand you up and you're excited and happy. Same action, but it was how you were thinking about it. So... Whenever we blame someone else for how we feel, it's inaccurate. The only person to blame is ourselves, 
and our value system and, and our thoughts surrounding it. So that's why you want to be accountable for how you feel. So, And I'm telling you, it's a simple concept, and I'm sure a lot of people have trouble with this, but um, it's really important. It's crucial. We cannot blame anyone for how we feel, no matter what. If your lover, you know, cheats on you and you're devastated and you want to punish them and blame them for all this pain and sadness, I understand that. And it seems like they are responsible for all this pain and sadness, but it's not. It's your value system. It's your belief that monogamy is important and, you know, trust is important and honesty is important. I'm not saying these things are wrong or right. It's just the, the, the pure fact of it is you don't want to blame. You can't, you, if you blame somebody else, it's not helpful to getting the, the situation resolved, and it's not accurate. A lot of people are in open relationships, so if their partner sleeps with someone else, it's a non-issue because they have a different value system. You know, so say your partner did sleep, sleep, sleep with someone else and it's creating a lot of pain in your life. It doesn't mean you don't tell them that you're feeling pain. This is, no, this, this is what NVC is perfect for. It gives you the tools to communicate what your needs are, but, but in, in such a way that it doesn't imply that they are bad or wrong or responsible for your pain. Most likely, they're not a bad or evil person. Most likely, they're just living their life as best they can and things happen and, you know, maybe you guys have a different set of needs or desires but through NVC, you can actually get to the root core problem and talk it out and, and, and have resolutions, you know? Once you resolve a problem or an issue completely, you don't have to keep having this issue come up again and again and again. Many relationships still have some of the same issues that they had from the beginning of the relationship because things never really get completely resolved, you know? They get talked about, there's compromises and... This happens, that happens, but they don't ever really get to the root of it. And it keeps coming back up, and every time it comes back up, there's a lot of residual anger and resentment, and it's harder to get through, you know? So the goal of NVC is to get to the bottom of these issues so you don't have to keep having them, you know? That's like um, there's a stage in every relationship. There's a, a YouTube video I saw called The Five Stages of Relationship, and it was really great. The The first stage was... Bliss, you know, when you're, or not bliss, but just the romance, the romantic stage when you can see no wrong. The second stage was the power struggle stage where you're kind of figuring out who's going to be dominant in what area. And that's when a lot of the arguments and fights happen. And a lot of relationships never get through that because they don't ever resolve these. But if every time there's an issue, if you talk about it, you under, understand what the core needs of each person are within this issue, and you resolve it without a compromise... You actually get to the bottom of it where both people feel like they're having a win-win. Now that issue can be resolved and doesn't have to be brought up again. And you can deal with the next issue and resolve that. And the next issue and resolve that. And there's going to be issues. We're humans. But after a while, you get to the point where you've resolved all the issues. And that's when the third stage happens, which is stability, in, uh, in according to this YouTube video. And that means, you know, you've kind of worked out all the issues. You're not having, like, major things. You're still attracted to each other. You're having fun with each other. And then the fourth stage is commitment. You know, you want to wait till you get to stability before you commit and have kids and get married. And then the fifth stage is bliss, when you just have so much unconditional love for each other. You have this overwhelming desire to share it with the world. So that's why it's important. You want to envy, you know, if you're in relationships, which we all are, um, you're going to have issues. And you want to get to the bottom of these issues. And it's going to take 
you know, some, some time and some talking and communication, but this is what NVC gives you the skills for. So you can't blame other people for how you feel. It doesn't mean you don't bring things up. It doesn't mean you don't make requests and try to get, you know, try to create situations that are more desirable for you. That's exactly what you do. But you just never blame them for how you feel. So when the, 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 the room is messy, if you say, you know, to your child, look, your room is messy and it's driving me crazy. Again, you're blaming them. You're saying they're wrong. If you say the room is messy and I'm feeling irritated, right? So when you say, a f- when you say how you feel, feelings are one word, okay? If you find yourself saying more than one word to describe how you feel, you're probably throwing in a judgment. You just want to be like, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling irritated. One, you know, I'm feeling remorseful. I'm feeling confused. You know, a feeling is one word. What everybody does, though, is they try to throw in all these subtle judgments. So here's a, here's a judgment. If I say, your room is messy, and I feel like you just don't care about living, um, about, you just don't care what's, about what's important to me. So if I say, I feel like you just don't care what's, what, if I, if I say, I feel like you don't care about what's important to me, that's not a feeling. That's a judgment. And it's implying they're wrong. The feeling is irritated, anger. What, you know, later on the other steps, we can go more in depth. But on the second step, you're just saying how you feel. So if you ever start a sentence when you're saying how you feel with, I feel like, or I feel as if, you're not going to say how you feel. You're going to say a judgment. There's no way, you know, I feel, let's see, the next example, like someone's driving recklessly. Um, and you say, hey, you're driving 20 miles over the speed limit. And I feel like you don't, I feel like you're doing this on purpose to scare me. Right? That's not a feeling. That's a judgment. <laughs> That's an evaluation. That's implying they're wrong. And I'm telling you, everybody does this. It's how we're taught. And I've been thinking about it lately. And the reason why we, we say this, and we say a lot. A lot of times we don't just do it with feelings. We'll do it instead of saying what we think. People will be like, hey, did you see that movie? What do you think of that movie? Eh, I felt like it was a little too long. That's not a feeling. That's a judgment. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is what we all do. So it really takes a lot of consciousness, a lot of presence to change this habit. But it's important. It's crucial. You know. So just remember, when you say how you feel, it should be short and sweet and one word. And in your normal life, you're going to notice if you start paying attention, you'll notice you're, you're most likely you use this technique. And so the reason why we do this is if I say... I think the movie was too long, right? Then I'm putting myself out there saying, this is my thought, I could be wrong, it's my ego, it's my judgment, right? I'm just, I'm being honest with it. If I say, I feel like the movie was too long, it's almost like I'm putting responsibility on the, on the source of feelings, which is like, who knows? It's, not, it's just this feeling came over me and I'm just expressing it. It's not my, it's not, I'm not responsible for it. It's kind of a way to pass off responsibility. And we do it all the time. It's a subtle little thing that people do all the time. I feel like I feel like nobody was paying attention to me. Not a feeling. That's a thought. That's a judgment. That's an assessment, a diagnosis, an evaluation. And those all have their place. But when you when you're talking to someone who's triggered, you don't want to do those things. You want to just speak very cleanly. You know, NVC is a very clean way of speaking. No no excess. And another thing is when you're saying your feelings, you don't need to say like ten feelings. I feel confused and angry and you can if you want to but it's like at a certain point we don't need to hear every nuance of your feeling you know because 
there's really only two feelings, some say. There's fear and there's love, you know? So I feel annoyed is enough. I feel angry, it's enough. I feel lonely, it's enough, okay? And another um, thing about um, this step, step number two, which can catch some people, is when you use feelings, things that sound like feelings, but are really judgments that, like they're one-word feelings, like, like abused, I feel abused, right? Sounds like a feeling, but it's not. It's a judgment, and it's an evaluation. It's saying someone abused you. Someone is wrong and bad, and you're a victim to it. So you don't ever want to say a feeling that implies someone did something to you. I feel abandoned. That's another judgment. It's not a feeling, you know. So I feel abused is the, the, the real word you're trying to say is probably I feel hurt or I feel angry or I feel sad. You know, I feel scared. And, and later you can talk about more details. You know, I feel disrespected. That's a judgment. Someone, you're implying someone was bad and wrong for being disrespectful and you're a victim. No, I feel angry because being talking, talked to you know, because politeness is important to me. That's the third step. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. So it's I feel angry, not I feel disrespected. Okay. Um, the employee who shows up late, you say, hey, you showed up late three times this week over 10 minutes. And I feel like you just don't, you don't care about this job. All right. I feel like you don't care about this job. It's not a feeling. It's a judgment. So I feel annoyed. Right. This is, this is NVC. It's not about being nice. It's about being effective and authentic and resolving issues, you know? So, of course, the employee doesn't want to hear that, but he can hear that. Most people can hear that. And now, on, on a side note, sometimes no matter what you do, people are going to get triggered. And there's, a, there's, a, there's something we use for that. It's emergency empathy. And we'll have a whole episode on that later. It's super powerful. powerful. It's amazing. And it's when you guess how someone feels and why. And uh, we talked about this before. It's in my book. And we'll, we'll get to it, into it later. But right now, I just want to stick to the first two steps. You point out the observable fact, and then you claim, explain how you feel. So the person who was interrupting a lot, you know, you say, hey, um, you just interrupted me. Um, I couldn't, you know, last three times I tried to talk, you interrupted me before I finished. And I'm feeling like you don't really care about what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, that's a judgment. That's not a feeling. I'm feeling like you don't care about what I'm trying to tell you. It's, it's you know, that's not going to be helpful. It's just a subtle way to imply they're wrong. But the NVC is I'm feeling irritated, right? But if you say I'm feeling disrespected, again, that's implying they're wrong. Now, there is some gray areas, right? Like irritated is kind of this where we're like, wait, they're irritating me. They're wrong. That's a gray zone. But that also, words have multiple meanings. So I think... That's an okay one to say. I feel annoyed or irritated or both those kind of gray zones. But if you want to skip them, you can say, I feel angry. Yeah, that, that's an even cleaner way to, to say. I feel angry. I feel um, anxious. I feel upset. Like if I say I feel shut down, that's another it's borderline. And there's some borderline things. You just do the best you can, right? So sometimes when I'm in, when I'm like in a conversation and I'm starting to get triggered, I'll just go, I'll skip the first step and I'll go straight to, I'm feeling irritated, right? I'm feeling angry right now. And that's okay. It's as long as it's honest and as long as you're saying it in a way that's owning it, that's good. But you have to be really careful that your next sentence is not going to blame them. Because if you say, I'm feeling angry because you keep interrupting me, 
Now you just blame them for how you feel and you implied they're wrong, right? So that's why it's better to point out the facts first and then the feeling. It's, it's easier to frame it in a way where you're not blaming them, you know? I'm feeling irritated because, you can't even say because, I'm feeling irritated. You have to get like, look, I'm feeling irritated as I think about the fact that you've interrupted me the last three times. That's kind of awkward and clunky, you know? So I recommend saying the fact first and then the feeling, and it's a little cleaner. So, yeah, this is a tricky one, but it's really powerful. And, and, when, you, and when you get it right, it really does build immediate trust and, you know, um, connection. And it's very helpful to the process. So, first step, point out whatever has occurred in the, in the way, that, in the least biased way that has as, as few implications of wrongdoing as possible. You know, verbally describe it. If it was something that somebody said to you, just repeat what they said. Don't label it as rude or disrespectful. Just repeat what they said. When you said, hey, you're a jerk, you know, whatever, whatever it is, just repeat it like that. Then, then explain how you're feeling without implying that they are responsible. And avoid words that, you, that imply that they did something to you. There's a whole list of words like that. And just avoid them, you know. Usually, we're not, it's not a huge variety of things that we feel when we're upset, you know. And upset is a good one um, because it's kind of a broad term. I feel upset, you know. Um, yeah, you know. And just remember, however you feel, it's okay. However you feel, whatever feeling you have in your body, when it's in your body, that's just a fact. So you saying, I feel this way, that's just a fact. We don't have conscious control over our feelings. So we're not, we're not bad or wrong for feeling this way, you know. If someone, if, if say... Say, say um, a friend of yours is, is an artist and is showing you their artwork and you don't like it. And they ask you, hey, what do you think? You know, it's in the long term, it's going to be way more helpful to them and your relationship if you're just honest. And it might not be easy, but it's going to build, you know, true, true friendship if you're just honest. So say it was a song and they say, hey, what do you think of my song? I said, well, I felt disinterested when I, I didn't feel connected to it or I felt distant. I felt bored when I listened to it. That's kind of, you know, that's a little radical honesty and I, it's, it's tricky and it's challenging because they probably will feel hurt. But if you're thinking long term, the most helpful thing you can do to an artist is give them honest feedback. And that pain that they might feel from hearing that will might be the thing that motivates them to step up their game, you know. But if you just tell them, oh, yeah, it was great, I loved it. They, on some level, they probably know you're lying. And now, you're, now they're living a delusionary life of, of their skill. And, and it's, it's, not, it's not helpful. So just remember, however you feel is okay. If you're feeling angry, it's okay. If you're sad, it's okay. If you're lonely, it's okay. As long as you don't blame anyone else for how you feel. And the flip side of that is you're not responsible for how other people feel. Doesn't mean you can just go, you know, act willy-nilly and hurt people. And be like, I'm not responsible. That, that, that's not helpful, but... The fact is, if someone's trying to blame you for how they feel, it's just not accurate, you know? Uh, another thing we might do is, like, blame the action. So say someone's tapping their, their, their foot, and it's annoying you, and say, hey, you've been tapping your foot, and it's annoying. It's kind of still the same thing as blaming them. So you kind of want to avoid that. Just, just stick to the, the facts. This happened, I feel this way. That's, that's pretty much the template you know keep it simple 
You don't need to say every feeling that you're, every variation of a feeling in you. Just, this happened, I feel this way. And that's the beginning. Those are the first two steps of nonviolent communication. It's really powerful. It really works. It's really helpful. And yeah, I hope you guys find this helpful. And that's going to be all for this episode of the Art of Nonviolent Communication podcast, Art of NVC. You can um, get more stuff from me on my YouTube channel. Um, you can, um, my Facebook page, Art of NVC, the website, artofnvc.com. I have a book out, Art of Nonviolent Communication, available on Amazon, an ebook or paperback. And I'm teaching a workshop here in Los Angeles. I'll be doing them regularly right now. My next one is in September, every Thursday in September 2019 from 7 to 9 p.m. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Have a blessed day.